In partnership with Paizo, the No Direction Network welcomes you to our PaizoCon Online 2023 seminar coverage. And we're back. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Secrets of the Pack World panel. My name is Thurston Hillman. I am the Managing Creative Director for Starfinder, and I have with me the amazing people who bring you Starfinder with me. We're going to go through a whole panel today talking about new exciting announcements, some of the future plans for Starfinder, where we're at. Uh, but before we do all of that, I guess I should get my fellow panelists to introduce themselves. We'll go uh, left to right on my side of things. This is a game we play every one of our weekly meetings as to who gets to talk first. We're repeating it here live for you. But I'll pick on Jenny first. Ah, hello. I am Jenny Jarzavsky. I am the senior developer working on Starfinder. Primarily, I work on adventure paths, but I am also part of our fantastic Star Friends meetings where we come up with all sorts of fun lore and bounce rules off one another and all kinds of cool stuff. So I'm just here to be part of the team and bring you some cool adventures. Hi, I'm Jessica Catalan. I am the organized playline developer for the Starfinder Society. So I'm in charge of creating all the cool adventures for our Starfinder Society and Starfinder Bounties lines. Uh, my name is Dustin Knight. I am uh, the developer for Starfinder with a focus on the rules. Uh, so uh, FAQs, rules, uh, all the character options, you name it. Plus, I also get to participate in all the awesome Star Friends chats and discuss lore and tidbits and all those other cool things. So, yeah. And then there's me. You saw me already, but hi, it's me. It's Thirsty. Um, I am the managing creative director for Starfinder, and I am that means I'm the person who is responsible for the creative vision of Starfinder and the brand, as well as the people manager for uh, two of the folks in these rooms. Uh, Jessica, Jessica is over on the uh, the narrative side. So yeah, we just we 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 take Jessica on loan. She's like kind of we're we're we're. we're Pulling her in because she's basically part of the team. Uh, this is Nostralamus. He will make predictions about the future of Starfinder as things go on. But we <laughs> had some announcements already. Uh, Lo, trust me, we're gonna we're gonna go back to Nostralamus. There'll be some predictions. Uh, he will give us the true lore of what's happening with Starfinder later on. Later on, but. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start about an announcement that we we made just during our keynote, which is weird because Jenny and I recorded that last week and now we're back, but it was like aired just a little bit ago. It's very strange. Also, the raccoon moved closer to the camera on Jenny's screen. Very good. Um, all right. What are so, you talking about? There's no raccoon here in front no of me. What? No, never. Okay. No space <laughs> raccoons. They don't exist. Jenny, tell us yes. about Mechageddon, and let's start by seeing that cover art that is so amazing for it. Oh, it's so good. I want to see it again. Look look at it. Oh, God. It's so awesome. It's everything that we ever dreamed it would be. And we we have to thank our artists and our amazing art department for making this possible because we can write art orders, but they're the ones who actually, you know, draw this stuff and make it happen. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, This one was uh, by uh, Mirko uh, Paganesi. Uh, Just amazing. Amazing work. Yeah, it's it's so beautiful. Uh, so yeah, Mechageddon is the name of our upcoming mech adventure path. 
Uh, you will be fighting outside of mechs, but primarily it is a mech-based adventure. So lots going on with the tech revolution mech rules. Uh, so if you are wanting to play some mechs, you should probably check that book out if you haven't already. Get yourself up to speed before this comes out. Uh, what is it? Next year is our, we're, we're going for spring of uh, 2024. Is that right, Thirsty? Is that the? Yeah, 2024. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you've got a year, about a year to brush up on your mech rules before uh, before you got to suit up. But I am super excited. It is a hardcover adventure path. So it's going to be all together, uh, three long form adventures that connect uh, together and four side jobs, which are going to be like little quests all in one book, plus more reference material and, and extra rules. Yeah, so, I'm, uh, I'm so I, oh, yes. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for it. It's it's just such a neat and different AP from what we've done in the past. It is. Um, actually, some cool things about it are with the high level ranges and the mech combat, we're going to try out using um, milestone leveling. And there is some information for how you can, if you don't care for milestone leveling, how you can get, you know, you can count XP. There's some options there, but the milestone allows us to be more focused on the narrative and, and making each level and each part of the adventures flow and really shine rather than worrying about uh, tracking XP. You're going to have other stuff to worry about when you're when you're GMing this. So we want to make it easy for you. And I also want to talk about our authors, because obviously I'm the person who outlined this and a lot of a lot of help from the rest of the team and other folks internally. But we have some really awesome people that are super passionate about mechs who we got together to write this. So a lot of these names you'll probably recognize as some of our Starfinder Rockstar authors. So starting out with volume one, we have Joe Blomquist writing that. Uh, he kind of came in to get us off to a great start. Uh, part two transitions over to Dennis Muldoon, another one of our uh, very stellar authors you'll uh, you'll recognize, especially if you are an org play player. And then last but not least on the adventure side, we have Rigby Bendel taking volume three, which they brought a really cool perspective and some really wild stuff to that volume. I, I really, I wish I could spoil it, but it's, it's amazing. Um, and then we have uh, some awesome back matter authors. Like I mentioned, we're going to have four side jobs, uh, little quest scenarios you can run through throughout the adventure or just do as one shots. Um, we also have new mechs and new kaiju and other threats. And those are written by some other great authors, Kate Baker. Uh, we have Miko Calio, Chris Wasco, Nick Wasco, Diego Valdez, and Anthony Dollinger. So we've got a solid cast of folks who were part of this, uh, not to mention our, our editors, our artists, the other devs and designers who pitched in to help with this. So I'm so excited about what this group brought to the table. And I can't wait till you get to see it. Yeah, I and and so I saw in chat real quick. This is uh, this adventure path is a bit experimental. It's going from third to eighteenth level, uh, but will give you seventeenth seventeen tier max, which means I think that means you're like averaging encounters is like CR twenty two. So for anyone who's like yeah. it doesn't go to 20. oh no, it goes beyond twentieth level threats. In fact, uh, yes. you know we maybe uh, we maybe have some more art we can start showing off here. Some excellent pieces that we've got let's uh let's bring up the first we got a couple here okay so we obviously if it's a mech ap we got mechs right yes um this yes. piece is by uh josh ketchin um that that's a that's a big cannon and that's a big laser sword it is 
Uh, I think that yeah. mech brings a, a lot of destructive potential for the big baddies you're going to be fighting at CR 20 mm. to 22 by the end. Oh. Uh, and as I said, we have new kaiju and threats to fight in mechs. This one's by uh, Sophie Medvedeva. So good. So like the the, the, the cool backwash, the, the toxic breath, all sorts of great kaiju. So there. Cool. He's so cute. <laughs> Speaking of cute. Majestic. Oh, yes. Oh, oh I wish I could that. tell you more about this art. There is uh, there is a story behind this. You will have to play Mechageddon or, or just read through it to know about uh, about this this character that you will encounter. Mm, yeah, and then we, we get some other uh, maybe maybe different types of uh, entities. Yeah. Like a mech scorpion. It is a mech, yes. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah, that mech I believe is actually called a Rift Stinger. Uh, don't don't quote me on that because we're still in edit times and we're still going through mm. the the production process, so things are subject to to change a little. But uh, that is actually a mech. Well, we got another mech here. This one, oh oh, so cool. So, I, 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 th is there a clock on that? There, there is a clock on that. Yes, I wonder why. It's kind of weird, I, I don't right? wonder why why there would be a clock. Hmm. Seems very odd. Seems very odd. But you know, we got one more piece of art for this uh, little little preview here. By the way, uh, the, the, the that was by Pixelade Studio, and the prior one was by Alex Arscott. This one is also by Pixelade Studio, and is one of our chapter openers, if I recall correctly. Yes, this is for uh, this is the chapter opener for the side jobs, and this is actually a scene that you likely will play out in one of the side jobs. Um, I believe that one was by Miko Calio, and uh, there's there's a fun some fun characters you're going to meet there, and some fun opportunities in mechs that aren't aren't just shooting lasers and missiles. I mean that's there too, but there there's more to it. So I do hope you check it out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, just Mechageddon seems like it's going to be such a such a big and impressive event. Um, and again, we're it's our first hardback a adventure path that really you know is is entirely new content. We're going to have Scoured Stars coming out, and we've had Dead Suns, but those are those are all sort of based on, on older content. Whereas this is going to be something entirely new. Um, but you know, when when we go into something like this, you know, one thing that's really important, I think, is you know you have to have good villains, right? Oh, absolutely. Kind of, what kind of villain are we maybe looking at? You know, once you're getting up there, like high, high CR fighting like CR twenty two plus threats. I mean, what what kind of stuff is in that range? Yeah, you know, you're gonna you're gonna start out fighting fighting kaiju and, and the colossi on Daimalco definitely are. There are some that are up there in that level range. Like I know that, for instance, there are some that are already like CR eighteen, CR twenty. So you might see some of them, uh, obviously, but. Well, I, I think that we might have a, a, a certain demon lord who's coming back from uh, people that have been around and are familiar with old Pathfinder lore might recognize a familiar name. And uh, some of that, that demon lord's servants are going to be a problem for the PCs, both in mechs and out of mechs. So I think we might get to punch some demons and then some, you know, demon lord tier threats in this AP. Just, just a little chance of that. Just a little chance. Maybe, maybe it has something to do with those clocks too. But, but, maybe. but I think, <laughs> I think that is a, that is a 
great preview for for Mech again. We have other stuff we want to talk about, yeah. and in fact, a lot of this panel is going to be a, an open QA. So we're gonna we're gonna try to move things along just a little bit here. Uh, but before we go, I think you know just. Jenny's done a really great job with Mechageddon, has put in a lot of um, a lot of time and effort and passion into it, and it's really starting to to pay off. I think that we're we're getting to see some of these stories, and I can't wait for you all to experience Mechageddon. It's gonna be great. All right, that brings us to Dustin. You've been working on some stuff. Now you can't talk about all the stuff you're working on, Dustin. But but one thing we've no. had you brewing in the background. Um, how about, how about you talk about it a bit? What, what have we got you been doing right now? Oh, man. So there's a comics project uh, out right now. You might uh, have seen on the Paizo blog and on Kickstarter for Starfinder Comics, uh, Angels of the Drift. And uh, there is some fun back matter there that will uh, introduce some great new uh, character options uh, that you could use in our lovely game. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Each issue uh, really goes over... Um, uh, the, the comic itself is very much themed after like the, the events during the Drift Crisis and uh, what it's like for these planets and civilizations getting the Drift Code, uh, what it might be like for a planet that might not have got the Drift Code when they should have, and how uh, the servants of Triune might need to go out and help rectify this and uh, all the other problems along the way for our heroes, the uh, five of our iconic characters. Uh, each issue will have information about our iconics in the back, including full stat blocks and some uh, completely uh, new and new uh, rules elements derived from the comics themselves, uh, including our first issue here, which uh, our back matter was inspired by this page that I think we have up here. Uh, Let's pull that Pete, that first comic page up there. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, so this page shows all these different civilizations getting a hold of parts of the Drift Code from Triune so that they learn how to, uh, you know, travel faster than light and uh, without all the different methods they had prior. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, one thing that caught out to me there is I saw these, uh, these squawkses there uh, with little torches reading a Drift Code and realized, oh, wow, uh, that sure would make a uh, fun ancestry. So uh, we hired uh, the original author of the Squawks, Alexander Agunas, and he wrote us up a ancestry called the Volcarisu, which is... Uh, uh, for a while, we were just—I was just referring to them as awakened squawkses, but they're really more like uh, uh, Daikitsu's uh, legacy on Castrovel of uh, uh, of, an, of a fox-like ancestry that, instead of focusing on shape changing, focuses more on communication, community, uh, being able to to talk to different creatures of different types. Uh, but they do have enough of a uh, connection with our our other uh, fox-like Daikitsu-related ancestry, that there's some uh, feats that both of the both of the species could share uh, to allow them to either turn into squawkses or foxes or uh, even grow additional tails and get some more magic powers. So uh, I was really happy to be able to write that as my first... Uh, I developed that as my first uh, contribution to the team. Uh, uh, felt a little like Christmas... Uh, in December, okay, uh, and uh, uh, it was uh, very much a, a it felt like a freebie, a big kind of bucket list moment for me, and, and that was really fun. And I love what came out of this. And there's going to be a bunch of new. Uh, every issue is going to have more awesome stuff like this. A uh, bunch of more content for people to use. Um, 
that that I'm sure people are going to love. And frankly, these comics are awesome. Reading them really got me. It, it really goes deep into to expanding these uh, iconic characters and kind of pushing their boundaries a little and and getting into to each of their uh, uh, each of their little issues and and kind of uh, progressing them as as characters. It it. it uh, uh, does a does a good job putting them in uncomfortable situations uh specific to their characters and seeing how they manage to uh succeed despite them yay and i think we have some other covers to show for that i think we have two uh two example covers here yeah look at that angel of the drift yeah Art number one for angels of the drift um and yes. i believe we also have a cover be as well to show with this. Uh, oh yeah, look at that! Oh, look love at that, that cover so right much. There. Love that very yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah. So it's awesome. I love that. Yeah, and it, it was so much fun going through this. They go to this this uncontact. You could read more about it in the blog, but our heroes end up going to an uncontacted uncontacted planet. So there's a lot of new content from stuff that that hasn't even been. We haven't had a chance to even mention in the. Uh, in any other book. So you're going to get a lot of fun, exclusive content, uh, unlike anything you've seen before in the world of Starfinder. Perfect. That's awesome. Thank you, Justin. All right. So that brings us to um, the the next uh, segment of, of our of our lovely Secrets of the Pact world, sort of a, a prelude before we open up the floodgates for the, the QA. Um, I guess what I'd like to uh, start by saying is, you know, we're going to talk a little bit right now about the future and not just Starfinder being in the future, but, you know, ooh, ooh. Um, really, uh, you know, the Starfinder team has undergone a bunch of changes recently. We've had some, you know, staff departures. We've had people shift teams. So we've kind of been refocusing a lot over the past several months, um, honestly, since back in September, um, really looking at what has been, you know, well, what is Starfinder? And the, the team has been sitting down. We talk about our Star Friends talks where we've been sitting down and having meetings and just looking at the setting itself, looking at where we want to explore, what we want to build upon. And we wanted to share, you know, some of the things that we're passionate about right now. We don't have a, a like a, a major announcement that we're going to be diving into right now. Um, but we want to talk to you a lot about, you know, some of the process that we're, we're going through as a team in looking at this setting. Um, and, you know, to assure you that there is work going on. Oh, trust me, there's a lot going on. But uh, we, what we want to do right now is talk a little bit about our view of the setting. Um, and where we're, where we're taking it. So, you know, we've sat down as a team um, over the you know, past several months and really kind of took a step back and looked at Starfinder as a game, what we want it to be, you know, what it, what's important to us. And like a good example of this was we sat down and started discussing, you know, what are, what are brand statements? for Starfinder. One of them that came out, which was Dustin, actually, was, uh, you know, this is a setting worth waiting for. This is something, you know, Starfinder is kind of this, this lovable setting where you have Galarian world, and you have your party with your walrus person, and your skittermander, and your, your space insect traveling out together as friends, and yeah, you're, you're going out and you're enjoying time at Galarian world, but then just across the, the corner, there's, you know, evil space Nazis you've got to go punch in the face. And so it's really important to us that we have a game where people can have those kinds of stories where they, they have these things they enjoy and then go out and, you know, also defend those things and have those adventures and those kind of traditional gaming moments. Um, so I, I, I kind of wanted to just pass it around the, the horn to the team really quick to sort of, you know, what, what about, what about Starfinder as, as we go forward has been like really, you know, 
important to you to keep in mind. And I'm going to start opposite from last time and send it over to Dustin. Dustin, like what, what for right now, like as we go forward uh, with new Starfinder products, what, what do you think is sort of an anchor for you when you're, when you're thinking about, you know, designing content for the game and the setting? Uh, well, I mean, like you said, having a setting worth fighting for means having a setting that's, that's more than just, uh, where in which characters can do more than just, uh, Violence. <laughs> More than just roll a violence check. Um, uh, having a setting where, with the thing that I've always loved about Starfinder is we have things like guitar, like guitar weapons, uh, you know, performance weapons, uh, things, profession weapons, things like that, where it, where it lets you uh, remind your character in a very real way on their sheet in a way that still matters for encounters and still matters for the core of our gameplay. Uh, that helps remind you that your character isn't just, you could be if you want to, but doesn't necessarily have to be the the grizzled mercenary soldier who has never known a day of peace. <laughs> and and that's, that's very important to me to know that, you know, my Technomancer is a video gamer, and when I'm playing, even in encounter mode, uh, that very much comes off as the case, or whatever you want. Uh, because it is the future, we aren't all you know, either soldiers or farmers drudging on our farms. We have spare time, we have hobbies, and people like to express that. Awesome, awesome. Jessica, what about you? I love that nothing feels strange in Starfinder, right? Any story or adventure or plan your players come up with, any world you throw at them, you know, any ancestry they play, citizens of the Pact Worlds and the wider Starfinder Galaxy, like, that's normal. They just roll with it. Like, it is a very freeing setting to work in, both professionally and as a player um, of our game. Like, it's just fun to be a part of, and I like embracing that and remembering that. Likewise, with Starfinder, um, it's freeing in the sense of the stories we can tell. Like, you can do grim dark horror and mysteries and intrigue and classic sci-fi and, but a dungeon delve or like a lighthearted comedic romp and like, you can do anything. It is a world of potential in Starfinder. And I like making sure that we don't forget that. Awesome. Jenny, what about you? I mean, obviously y'all know that I'm passionate about mechs. <laughs> and uh, I, I definitely agree with my with my coworkers that there is more to Starfinder than violence checks. Like, obviously, we're still going to have super badass, exciting combats for you. We're going to present that. But it is really important that your your characters are fighting for a reason. Like, they are fighting so that they can protect their home world and other people's home world. So they can go back and, and go to Songbird Station and rock out to a concert. Uh, I am very passionate about mechs, but also about entertainment, fashion, uh, idols in the setting. And I really want to do more with that as well as we dig deeper into parts of the setting and show you more about just the different cultures and pop culture in Starfinder. So that, that's kind of what I'm excited about. Heck yeah. So, okay. Uh, so we've sort of talked about, you know, what our, what our anchoring points are and what we love about the setting. Now, you're all here for, like, dirty behind-the-curtain the understanding <laughs> of, like, our meetings for, for the last little while. You voyeurs, you, we're going to give it to you. Um, so we've been having a lot of meetings lately and talking about things in, in the setting that really interest us. Um, I'm going to give you give you a few few toss outs and you know things we've been talking about in depth because you know we're looking at Starfinder right now and I've said this before in in other places but I I will repeat it here Starfinder um you know as a game that 
now has several years under it, has done a really good job of creating a, a broad setting. It's it set out a lot of different pieces. It's set up a lot of you know new species. My gosh, you can play so many species in Star. We've, we've got all these civilizations. Every AP has a codex of world in it. So that's a whole new planet. So we've got like over 50 planets now. Um, but what we, what we as a team were discussing was this idea of going in depth to some of those. Because a lot of times we, we introduce new stuff, which is great, but we, we don't have the, the ability to really dig into it. And so what we're, what we're starting to do now is looking at some of these, uh, these pieces. We've kind of, you know, the, the first several years have been putting pieces around the board. We're building a setting. I mean, that's what we have to do, right? But now we have all these pieces, and a lot of them are in interesting and unique places. And I think there's a, there's a couple things where we're really excited. And the start to all of this is, is the Drift Crisis, the event that we just, we just wrapped up. That event has some big repercussions. You'll find that in Ports of Call, our just released hardback book, which is up on up on my wall i'd grab it but there's about eight books in front of it um <laughs> because you know we stack books everywhere uh the the life of a, of a game writer uh but in ports of call we we set up you know drift lanes as this repercussion of the drift crisis these you know quick quick hop into a drift lane get out on the other side and you're you know cutting your travel time into almost nothing and it opens up connections between points in our settings there's impacts across the whole galaxy as a result of this you know aftermath of the the drift crash event where everyone gets yeeted out of hyperspace there are all these things that we've we've set up from that and you know we've the drift crisis would be sort of taking that that broad tapestry we've laid out of all these different species and then kind of like like you were when you were playing the tent game in elementary just like up and down up and down up and down and now we're going to see where the pieces we've been having a lot of fun with that i kind of want to once again go across the horn to my uh to my coworkers here and you know see what what they're excited about as you know we've we've done this and what sorts of stories they're they're interested in exploring more we've had a bunch of meetings on just different like even packed worlds near space all these sorts of things i'm gonna start on the left hand side and go with jenny first ah you just put me on the spot uh <laughs> So a few things that I would like to do more with. Obviously, got got my Daimalco moment in uh, in Mechageddon, and thank you. I don't know if she's ever listening to this, but Amanda Hammond, you wrote that planet in uh, in near space, and it is beautiful, and I've always loved it, and it will get its moment in the spotlight now. Uh, other than that, I, we've had some kind of like whispers of war brewing um, in the in the galaxy and around. Uh, I would really like to see some of the big scary. Uh, galactic powers maybe uh, maybe have some problems with one another that could affect the Pact Worlds. That would be really interesting. I also am really interested in Triaxis as a planet. Yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, let's uh, let's hop it over to Dustin. There, I threw tech a curveball. You get you're, you're hopping over the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. All oh, right. Yeah, oh, Tech's trolling me. Oh, <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Oh, so yeah, I would love to see some of the big, uh, big players we've set up uh, get a chance to do stuff. Um, uh, I don't want to steal two planets. So I'm just going to say, actually, yeah, I, I want to see us uh, do a little bit more with Eox. Uh, there's some really fascinating lore there. There's a lot of room for for things to happen. Um, uh, feel like we have stuff like the corpse fleet just floating out there waiting to do something big, uh, more big things. And um, I would like to see, I would like to see more stuff on Eox. Uh, 
We had some really cool talks on EOX too. We had some really interesting plans uh, for for EOX going forward that I'm excited and can't quite talk about the specifics. But yes, yes, EOX is very exciting. All right, all right, Jessica, what, what do you what do you got? What's what's exciting you right now that you know we we might be touching on or looking at touching on in the future? Oh, I'm going to cheat and say two things. So in the back worlds, I am super excited to take a nice close look at Octurn and shake things up and do yes. something fun. Yeah. I think it's a great location with some really interesting lore and build up. And I look forward to paying off some of those stories. So I'm really excited about that. And then I'm also excited to take a look at some of the places that we've like mentioned, but never really had a chance to dive into. One of those places in near space that's super cool is the Zandite Collective. Uh, the Zandite Collective, for those who don't know, is like eight worlds from four different systems. And a long time ago, they were like struck by meteor showers and it rained magic crystals. And, you know, using these crystals, they can communicate with each other from totally different systems. Uh, but anyway, uh, a long time ago, one of them like, lost contact they lost it they don't know where that guy is but uh anyway so it's just like a fun place with a lot of fun mystery so um later this year around december in the starfinder society we're going to meet a sheeran starfinder who's kind of interested in exploring the zandite collective so you can expect that uh we will next season after that we'll hang out with this uh sheeran and go explore the zandite collective a little bit more and um I'm excited to go there, but also other similar places, right? Dig down into those places we haven't really given any spotlight to. So when I was a child and well into adulthood, like I will be doing tonight <laughs> after Pizocon, I like to take little toy soldiers and make them go, eh, 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 eh. Um, so <laughs> I, as a, uh, as a grown adult, want to take some of our civilizations and maybe uh, toss, up some, uh, toss up some dirt between them. Uh, we've been building up to some some conflicts for a while. I mean, Octurn is you know uh, is is a location that was steeped in in conflict. You know, there there were outer gods and the Dominion of the Black. There, that's an interesting one. But then we have some bigger ones, like I don't know. You know, we've got Star Aslant, the the, the Star Aslanti Empire. That you know maybe isn't has got some issues with the Vescarium right now. Um, you know, one of the things that I got to introduce in organized playback in my tenure there was the uh the the minor powers of the Gitteron authority and the Marixa Republic which you know we've been we've been hinting at them going into a little tussle for a while I want to I want to yeah I want to see what happens when some of these uh these conflicts are up these are all things that are really exciting and we talk about um just because they're they're things that can really shake up the setting and we're all very excited to explore them more you know obviously for me i have some some personal babies that i love i uh love the jinsels and the jinsel hierocracy they showed up in uh, season one of starfinder society they became a very prominent villain you'll be encountering them when the scoured stars hardback comes out in uh, early 2024 that's gonna be a it's gonna be a compilation of uh, that first season of starfinder society that's gonna you know reintroduce people who maybe haven't encountered the jinsels before but you know you've seen them in alien archive 3 they're a threat that you know i remember designing them in a food court with my partner being like what if they were like spiders <laughs> with eyes all over them um it was good times very good times but then they suddenly got art and beautiful minis and oh my gosh right <laughs> so it's always it's always fun to, to see the evolution of some of those things um but i'll i'll, I'll say one thing that i kind of threw out 
for for our team as we were going through a lot of uh, a lot of this. And it's something that I've I've got like a big investment in that I think we should be we should be doing something with. I would also like to see us do something with this little unknown. Well, not unknown, but this mysterious group that we maybe call the first ones that have a lot of steep oh, yeah. in our setting. Oh, yeah. They're pretty cool. They're, they, they, got some, they got some interesting stuff going on. So when we talk about these as a team, we really spend some time digging into, you know, what is going on in our setting and what interests us, you know, what we want to focus on, where we want to, you know, take some of these stories. Mechageddon, in many ways, is actually a setup for something. It's like Mechageddon is going to have your 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 story, but it's also going to set up some longer term stuff where we're like, we want some more things that are not just taken out in the same adventure they're brought in, but like, you know, gives us some some faces to punch, so to speak. And we we like having punchable faces for players to go and punch. Um, so really, as we're as we're going forward with like adventures and modules, um, we want to do things that are actually going to change the setting we want to focus on stories that are going to have impact so not just introducing a new place having you resolve it um and then go home but like oh hey we did this thing and it caused some repercussions in the galaxy or you know in the pack worlds or somewhere that's important to to the player base and and to the setting but th those those ramifications can be used later on for other stories um and you know give players a way to get involved with our setting too you know we, we have a, this big wide setting letting the players get involved with some of these stories is really key too. so that uh, that i think sums up a lot of what we've got right now i'm gonna i'm gonna open the floodgates here i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> open it up for chat now all right we, we're uh -oh. reaching the, the <laughs> q a portion of our uh of our time here so what i'll ask is if you have a question uh, I'm in chat. You can just at on call GM. That's me. Uh, and it'll it'll highlight your message so I can see it. I'm fancy. I got double monitors. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to take the burden off of our uh, our amazing, uh, you know, marketing folks. Give them a break. This panel. I got the question. So uh, if you have a question, just at me at on call GM in the chat here in Twitch. And I will uh, I will start answering because, you know, well, not just me. I'll pass them on to my team. That's what being a manager is all about, by the way. Delegation. <laughs> Um, even though I don't manage Jessica, but for this panel, sure. Um, I'll I'll listen to you for the next thirty minutes. Oh, perfect! I love it. I'll take it. Okay, I gotta start with uh, this one. I'm gonna pass over to Jenny. Uh, uh -oh. If you get a story hook for the Mechageddon adventure, what's what's the story hook? Like, what's what's the in for the players here? How would you ballpark pitch this to someone? It's a good question. Uh, thank you for asking. So I would pitch this as you start out on Daimalco as members of the New Valor Defense Force. Uh, you are one of the one of the brave heroes or a group of the brave heroes who defend the city from uh, Colossi or as you probably know them, Kaiju. So you start from there and there will certainly not be any any shenanigans that take you off planet. Spoiler, you are going to get to explore the wider cosmos. You're going to get to go around near space a little bit into book two. Book three is going to bring you back home to deal with another major threat that, again, I don't want to spoil too much about. But just, just basically think of book one as you are New Valor Defense Force. You are defending your planet from Kaiju. All right. Awesome. The next question, I'll take it. Uh, it's from Savage o Oxygen. It is mechs versus starships in the new AP. I think the question's actually wrong. What if mech becomes <laughs> starship? Question mark? 
Mm, 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 mm. that'd be pretty cool um, yeah it would be pretty cool if there was like some optional transforming mech rules that could transform into starships uh, that would cool that'd, that'd be yeah. cool right yeah that'd be neat, that'd be neat. uh That's TRDG, map, uh will we update the the port map <laughs> as things develop um for for my ongoing sanity i don't think we will uh be updating that with our art people uh all the time but i know that i have a copy of that map that i'm now like putting pins into so as you know we introduce new things into the setting or i find old things we're going to be updating that map i think you know the ports of call galaxy map of um Desna's Path is a really good starting point for our map and it's a great thing for people to have to show off where things are in the setting but you know yeah, next five years, maybe we do another map, but it has a lot more locations on it. I'm coming for you, Warhammer 40,000 maps. I'm coming for you um, with a lot of different locations. Uh, but yeah, no, that's something that's definitely something. Uh, I'm going to give this next one to... Oh, I'll put Dustin on the, the, the hold for this one. Uh, from Ravian, uh, planner book when, Dustin? All right. So one of my big goals when I was uh, interviewed by Thirsty uh, to join the team here was uh, I want to see more fantasy. I want to see more magic. I want to see more planar stuff. Um, uh, so it is definitely on my radar. I like I like everything from shooting spells out of guns to to uh, channeling the cosmos and. Uh, uh, doing all that kind of cool galactic magic stuff, and I definitely want to see more, and that definitely includes the planes. Uh, I, I uh, really looking forward to Rage of Elements, and uh, uh, love the what Starfinder has done with the Akashic Records, and and just all these different cool ideas of of I don't know seeing a, a, a Gatheon with a laser rifle, you name it, all these kind of cool things. Definitely, definitely want to want to touch on that, and. Uh, Want to want to do it? I'm I'm all for it. Heck yeah! Um, go through a couple of these real quick ones. Uh, is there an official release date for Mechageddon? Currently, spring 2024. So look forward to that. Uh, can we have Skitter Max? Um, <laughs> we have Skitter. We have Skitter Max at home. Um, <laughs> um, Let's see. Starfinder Enhanced Spill the Beans. We will be spilling the beans. Um, myself, Jessica, Dustin, and John Compton will be doing another panel on Sunday called Starfinder Nuts and Bolts. I think that's at 3 p.m. No, I think that's 2 p.m. It's on the schedule. Um, but we'll be doing the, the Nuts and Bolts panel where we will be diving in and going through the rules pretty uh pretty pretty in depth i would say so look forward to that one um oh 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 here's one i'm gonna i'm gonna give this question to to jessica specifically i know it's probably meant for all of us but we got a lot of questions y'all you're you're asking oh, a lot boy. of questions it's good though giving this one to jessica though <laughs> how does moment designing for starfire developing as well oh yeah um so when I first started within my first week, it was like, hey, welcome, cool, launch a season. Um, so my uh, proudest moment is going okay and planning and launching a season right away. Toss me in the deep end. Um, that was last year and uh, that was the launch of the year of Redemption's Rise. And this year we're launching the next one, Year of Fortune's Fall. I'm also excited, but getting to do that first one um especially so soon uh was really exciting i think all of us who've been involved in the org play program um feel, feel you on that 
Um, will Quite APs be <laughs> yes? Will older APs be compiled into hardbacks? Um, you know, time will tell. Time will tell. There's certainly some potential for that in the future. Uh, Anti-starship rules for mechs, maybe. I mean, you know, part of the thing of doing these types of APs is to see how well people like mechs and how much more mech stuff they want. Maybe you know that's why we did a little module called "To Defy the Dragon," which you can also go and get that has mech stuff. Um, that gives us a, a gauge. I'm not going to acknowledge Wingbreaker's question. He's in my home game, so he doesn't count in this chat. Um, let's see what else. Um, if there was a Star Chamber Battle Royale fight, who would win and why is it Jenny? From my boss, Adam Daigle. Um, thank you, Adam. Um, Jenny, would you, would you like to explain why you would win the Battle Royale? This is why everyone loves Starfinder. Wow. We have the most fun here. Hey, what, what? Yeah, and if you don't answer it, I'm going to make Dustin answer why you'd win the Battle Royale. So get on this. Jenny. I feel like I Jenny is super scrappy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It yeah. can't be, but I would want to fight the team. They're amazing. Oh, no. <laughs> what if it was evil clones of the team? And then you had to win. Ooh. Oh, don't Ooh. put me in that situation. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> Alternate universe. Ooh. There's some um, witch warping yeah. stuff going on. <laughs> Oh, I, mm -hmm. I, okay, we got we got another wave here. Okay, okay. So, any chance we will see a return of the swarm? Uh, well, they've never left. Um, they've been around. There is that attack of the swarm adventure path that's out there where you can see what they're doing. But if we're talking about uh, in the future, that the team has actually had quite a few discussions about the swarm and what we could do that would be very, very interesting and spice things up a little bit. We're very passionate about the swarm. I think you know one problem the swarm has right now is that it is a very um, like binary it eats the packed worlds or it's not eating the packed worlds problem and uh we're we're gonna we're gonna investigate that going forward we have we have some, 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 some cunning some cunning plans um let's see here um gnolls are my favorite race ever but there's so little about them in starfinder small lore drop question mark hey dustin yeah are you gonna maybe see gnolls and something coming up uh, I'm going to make sure that there will be gnolls and something coming up at some point or another. I like gnolls a lot. Gnolls are cool. Um, uh, I especially love all the different uh, new types of gnolls that we got and and new ways of looking at gnolls in uh, on the uh, uh, Pathfinder side of things has really helped inspire some some uh, alternative uh, uses for gnolls other than uh, the more obvious stuff like space piracy. Um, you know, I would I would love to see gnolls just as your friendly neighborhood. Uh, you know. A uh, vid game shop owner or butcher happens to also be a knoll, and that's pretty cool. I, I was like, like waiting for you to make a Spider Man reference there. It seemed like friendly neighborhood, and then I was like, uh oh. Uh, <laughs> Jessica, you're saying? I'd like to point out that if you'd like to see knolls, you should come to the panel on Sunday, as there sure is some knolls in Starfinder Enhanced we can talk about. Yeah, there's like, it's like a whole, it's a whole page. It's a whole page. I was just as you were as you were both so doing that. I was pulling up, pulling up the enhanced PDF to make sure I wasn't having some like fever dream <laughs> memory of Knowles being in there. Uh, but they are. Hey, look at that. There's, there's your story. You're getting old in there. Um, no, I was, supposed to, I was allowed to talk about those. Yeah. Oh, well, I you know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what it is. Um, when will we hear more uh, about Starfinder Hands on Sunday? And. Um, on Sunday, we're going to give you more details about that book than 
is probably reasonable for a company to give this early before a book. But unless some, uh, unless like Adam Degler, Eric Mona comes to my house and drags me out, you're going to get those spoilers, y'all. Um, <laughs> are the mechs in Starfinder inspired by animes or other mech properties in particular? I'm giving that one right to Jenny, because that's, that's a mech question right there. Well, uh, I mean, I can answer that partly. I know that a lot of the original mechs that we have in Tech Revolution were more of a result, I think, of the art team just kind of jamming and having fun drawing some cool stompy robots and whatnot. And the current team um, going through it and, and like kind of, you know, working with art. So I'm sure there is some inspiration. For my part, I am definitely very inspired by like a lot of mecha anime but there are not direct equivalents obviously um the original ones though i think i think it's like a little bit of everything right like a little bit of all sorts of mechs and just kind of our own special touch as starfinder because if you look there's definitely we have these like skitter tank looking mechs which are like nothing you would have ever seen anywhere except for in starfinder so it's a nice little hodgepodge of influences and our own unique twist wasn't that at one point called the Warmander? Because yeah, I remember it was um, this inner tank, and then there was the Warmander, and I'm like, yes, first of all. Um, also, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's also, actually the been... Warmander, and it was the Skitter Tank. Yes. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, having been in those meetings, I will say one of the one of the coolest things. Uh, at Paizo is getting to work with Kent Hamilton, our concept artist. Uh, so we actually had some meetings where Kent was there with like Photoshop up and a tablet and was just like, do, 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 do. I'm going to like sketch out a corpse fleet mech. And I remember he was presenting them and I'm like, could we give it more awful centipede legs? And he's like, can we? And he would stretch it out and it would add it more. It was, it was excellent. And working with Kent there, there's some stuff we, uh, we will be showing in the coming months. I'm sure that Kent has been working on for Starfinder content that will just blow your socks off everybody. But that's one of the, the fun joys, I think of, you know, getting to do things like, like art for, for Max. Um, Keep 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 on going. Uh, Galarian World one shot. When if you want an amusement park based <laughs> one shot, you're gonna have to. I'm sorry, settle for our recently announced Operation Seaside Park that's coming out. Um, which is like if you had budget Galarian World that I believe is on Castrovel. Um, yes. that gets overrun by the swarm. There you go. Um. Because you know we couldn't we couldn't drop the swarm in Galarian World right after um. we introduced it. That would be wrong. <laughs> also, I'm making fun because because Jenny the absolutely wrote that and did a great job. I had to listen, do the, the swarm couldn't afford the Galarian World tickets. They had to go. Are there? I don't any have. Math? Oh, good. I don't have any Starfinder Society scenarios to announce at Galarian World for the record. Let me preface this with that. But I do love Galarian World, and it would be foolish for the Starfinder Society never to go do something cool there. So, in time. I want a whole adventure. I want you to release an adventure. Call it the Test of the Starstone and have them go to Galarian World and undertake the Test yes. of the Starstone. And then we'll just be like, huh, sorry, Pathfinder. We beat you to it. Um, that would be great. I also yes. want to make a portion where all the PCs have to dress as mascots and they should have to endure being mascots at Galarian World for a little while because that'd be fun. 
that could be part of the test of the star so this is also yeah. how we create content by the way this exact gremlin energy is what your starfinder team brings to the table right um let's see here uh going through a few more are there massive collections of space habitats left behind by precursors and published material i think there are all sorts of things out there that we have from precursor civilizations like the first ones the kish the civ uh dustin you got a hand Avalon? up Oh yeah, Abalon is a pretty pretty mm. solid example of that. Yeah, absolutely. I wrote that. I should have immediately been on that. Um, let's see. Uh, are there going to be any mech-based player archetypes and themes in the book? Um, we'll talk more about player options for mech again as we get closer, but I, I think there'll be there'll be a lot of interesting content for that that book. Uh, I don't want to get into all the specifics here. It's still a ways out, and we got to keep some... Uh, some options uh any chance of some playable stats for the zandite species uh you know what if we want to go there it seems real smart for us to probably do some stuff like that so i would expect that that would be something we'd be following up on um bu -bu 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 uh, oh, back to the perplexity anytime soon. No, the perplexity is closed for a while because uh, I just don't have time to write more adventures for it right now because, you know, uh, in charge of the creative visioning. Uh, um, but we'll get back there. For those of you who don't know, the perplexity is an awful, terrible dungeon on the grounds of the Starfinder Society's Lorespire complex where nothing bad happens except everything bad happens. Um, ooh, here's one I'm going to make all of us answer. <laughs> um from sebastian uh who's your favorite npc in all of starfinder for whom you would see the world burn oh yeah that's right that's right i who, got one who who is the treasured all right all right jessica lay on his, his, yeah. uh zig the geek from the starfinder society ziggy is wonderful they ran the exo guardians for a while now they're running the advocates they just want to hang out with their girlfriend and listen to some awesome sugar pop music and just make the world a better place for all their star founders. Poor Ziggy. Good Poor answer. Ziggy. Good answer. Jenny. If anything happens to strawberry machine cake, any, any one. <laughs> <laughs> no, on, honestly, um, it's funny because there are so many NPCs that I love, but Envar Tam is like my weird son that's like out doing space shenanigans now. And like, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, that's my boy. But I, <laughs> so I, I enjoy to see his continued adventures in Starfinder Society. So thanks for that, Jessica. <laughs> and Starfinder Society writers. <laughs> nice, Dustin. Um, I will use this as an opportunity to promote the comics. And today, my answer happens to be uh, the. Uh, I really like the Spectre on there. Uh, it was nicknamed Rutabaga. And uh, I really like Kazgadai and Chick Chick a lot. So um, uh, feel free to take either of those answers. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and post a link to the Kickstarter to the comics in chat because I think the comics are really cool. Chick Chick. All right, I'm going to go with, obviously, the only right answer, which is Jules Akama, our Vesk pawnbroker. Oh, who, yeah. You know, <laughs> who, when we got, like, the one of the earliest art pieces for Starfinder is just, like, a Vesk in a muscle shirt. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, sweet beautiful oh, it's not um, a clean muscle shirt it's dirty. not even a clean one no it's <laughs> yeah, yeah like I'm a just you know is a vesk trying to make it in the mean streets of absalom station dustin i i, I completely forgot uh datch i really 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 like datch 
Dash. Everyone likes Dash. Good oh, villain Dash. makes everything. All right, we're, we're, we're coming close. I know there's still like a bunch more questions. All of us have AMAs, by the way. Uh, feel free to drop your questions into our AMAs. We're going to be we're going to be answering them. I'm like lightning rounding. Um, what question do I not want to be asked during this panel? Um, I think you know the question. Um, <laughs> do I have playlists for development? Okay, lately it's been like for me, it's been uh, Super Meat Boy, Doom, and Red Alert. Really just like a very odd combo of music. Um, you know, just, just, just odd stuff. I'm sure did you all. We'll, we'll get, okay, real quick, Lightning Round. I, Jenny, what's your music? Uh, it's usually like Drakengard or Near Soundtrack from Across most of the time, but it, it varies. Jessica? <laughs> Lightning uh, round lately, I have uh, My Chemical Romance and Baby Metal. I've been listening to a yeah. lot. Oh, nice, yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> um, Dustin, what do you got? Uh, various soundtracks. Uh, Mayavi, I've been really liking a lot uh, because he brings the bass. Nice, nice. Okay, everybody, uh, we kind of need to give give our, our our next group their 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 lead in, but we'll again be answering questions in our AMAs uh, all all weekend. I know I'm going to be active tomorrow, um, but before we do our outros, there's one thing. Okay, remember when I said Nostralamus here makes predictions? <laughs> all right, Nostralamus, buddy, what do you got? What do you got for me? Nostralamus is a bit shy, so I gotta gotta listen. Oh, okay. Yep. Good job, Nostralamus. Nostralamus says, for those of you who are looking for maybe some real big, real big Starfinder announcements, uh, you should be taking a look uh, for this coming Gen Con. We're going to be announcing some more big news that's going to be starting on August 3rd or around that area. Um Because a lot of people have been wondering what we've been working on because we've been very fairly mysterious about it. Now, I do want to do want to you know combat combat some people who are like, well, there's there's not much being announced for Starfinder. Trust me, Gen Con is the place to come for for the announcement, the big announcements for Starfinder after Mechageddon. Um, and in fact, we didn't want to leave you hanging and just give you like a vague there'll be mechs in the future like we did last year. And you know we paid <laughs> off on it this year, everybody. But you know this time we come prepared. This time this year we've brought art. Let's take a look at this piece uh, from Mirko. Yeah. Look at that gorgeous. Mm gorgeous piece of cover art and all i'm gonna say is we have some stuff coming in the future everybody um please keep an eye on starfinder we have amazing stuff coming gen con is gonna really kick us off for a lot of our future content after mechageddon we'll be getting you more news then we wanted to make sure that the remaster had its breathing room here but trust me starfinder has a lot coming and our team has been hard at work on Oh, so many things. Uh, anyways, with that, I'm gonna get, get my team to do their outros real quick. I'll, uh, you know what? I'll make it difficult again. I'll start with Jessica in the middle. Actually, Bam Tech. That's right. And then I'll. <laughs> uh, you can ask me any questions you like this weekend on my Ask Me Anything thread on the PaizoCon Discord server, and you can follow me on Twitter at D20 Diaries. Uh, you can ask me anything on my AMA on Discord, or you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Warlock Kitsune. I will be on the Infinite Possibilities uh, panel and the Starfinder Nuts and Bolts panel throughout the weekend. 
Hey, and I will be around Discord as well. I do have an Ask Me Anything thread on the Paizo Events Discord. I'm also on Twitter. I believe it's actually at Space Princess J now. Sorry, I changed that and totally forgot to tell them to change it. Ah, um, but I, I will be around and look forward to hearing stories about your characters and your, you know, send me your playlists and whatnot. I don't know. Anyway, hi. And hi, my name is Thurston Hillman. Uh, you can find me on all the things at On Called GM, uh, along with uh, doing all of the, the Starfinder and Paizo work. I also am a GM for the Narrative Declaration uh, channel on Twitch. Uh, we've actually got a show uh, happening, you know, this weekend, too. So can, you can come check that out and mostly on our YouTube, though. Um, but yeah, thank you, everyone. I have an AMA. I'll be answering questions all weekend. I'll be hanging out with everyone in the, uh, the digital bar later tonight and then tomorrow and probably Sunday after my show and our panel, our Nuts and Bolts panel we have on Sunday at 1 p.m. PST. I think I've got that right. Um, really appreciate all the questions. Really appreciate all of the positivity. Trust me, we have some banger news coming, but like get hyped for Mechageddon right now because that is going to be the start of, oh, a lot of good things to come. Thanks, everyone, and we will see you in the far future of space. Also, Nostralamus, bye. Thank you for joining us for this installment of the PaizoCon Online 2023 Seminar Coverage, brought to you by Paizo and the No Direction Network. For more great gaming podcasts, visit NoDirectionPodcast.com. <laughs>